Welcome to It Takes a Village, a podcast for parents of teenagers. You're not alone, and here we equip you with ideas and resources to help you walk confidently in your role as the primary discipler in your child's life. This podcast is hosted by the youth ministry staff at First Baptist Church Arlington. And that includes Kirk Crodel, our youth pastor, Tanner Watson, our guys minister, and me, Chelsea, our girls minister. We hope that this is a valuable resource to you because it really does take a village. What's up, guys? Hey, what's happening? Welcome back to the It Takes a Village podcast. Man, it feels good. Yeah, it does. It's cold outside. Mm. We're back uh, in the studio. It's been a good time, been a good time. Hey, guys, tell me something good. What's been going on? Chelsea, ladies first. How about you? Yeah, uh, so there have been a lot of good sales everywhere, and wow. I've, I stumbled upon one for the shoes that I know and love and have worn mm. completely out and found them for $19. What? And I put them on for the first time today, and they are a very different color than the shoes oh. that, um, that I had worn Are you wearing those out. today? I am wearing They're the Adidas... Cloud foam shoes, and I have them in multiple colors. But now <laughs> this gray color is much brighter. And you got both pairs for nineteen dollars? No, just, I mean both shoes. Yes, a both, whole pair. Both shoes from like their official Adidas. eBay store. Wow. Which is a weird place, but they're I mean legitimate. I mean, I yes. Mean the, so yeah. I don't know if they're still that price, but yeah, that is big. Very good. Very Sweet exciting. Shoes. You know what my good thing is? What is your good thing? I got. I got. Y'all listen to this. I have two kids in the spelling bee. They made the spelling bee. You have, oh, I was going to say, well, you actually have three kids. <laughs> I have three kids. But I have two kids who made the spelling bee. The third, uh, I don't believe that was an option for them this year. But we're pretty excited about that because we've been going over spelling words in our home. And um, wow. to be honest, number two, she has really jumped in and it may be our best speller at home and I love it. she loves it too because she loves just she, she feels like she's accomplished something and that's she awesome has. it's been fun so yeah so we actually i'll report back on the next episode to tell yeah. you maybe how the spelling bee actually went like the okay the, the big one the full one see if we can win this school mm. um, or the next school yeah, have you learned any new words i have okay um <clears throat> can't remember how to spell it. Um, <laughs> I'll get back with you. It was a okay. really weird word. <laughs> Mesothelioma. Like, that? So, yeah, yeah. Was it in an infomercial? <laughs> Man. <laughs> There's a new prescription out. That's Oh, no. Something else. What about you, Tanner? Uh, Something good. Uh, so my girlfriend is actually getting a new job up here in what? North Texas. And because she was moving... I got to dog sit for her. Oh man. Arlo Aww. the Labradoodle spent some time at the Watson Watsons. And it was it was great. He's a big like dog. He like brought him to the office. Uh I wish I brought him to the office. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> against that? our that's policy. Against oh, policies, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's why we, we all follow animals. the rules. <laughs> and yes. he's not the kind of dog you can like hide under your desk either. Like <laughs> he's a big boy. But it was really sweet. He like, you know, He's a good dog. Sleeps next to you. Keeps you warm. So it was really cool and a lot of fun. Uh, Man, when uh, I had a tiny dog, he may have been up here in my backpack a time or two. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. 
But that was years ago, and I always follow the rules now. Always. Uh, look at you, Chelsea. <laughs> Man. But, you know, we're not here to talk about dogs, though, as much as oh, we love them. Maybe that's another um, podcast, another episode, something. <laughs> Raising teens, dog, teens raise with those, dogs. Raise um, those dogs up really well with your village. Uh, well, what we are here to talk about is relationships. Mm, and wow. um, I, I don't know if y'all know this, but teens have them. Um, Indeed, they do. Inevitably. This is true. <laughs> every teen is going to start forming relationships with other people. Um uh, it's not just going to be the parents. Um, That's right. They uh, go to school. They go to church. They do extracurriculars. Whatever they do, they're going to start forming relationships. Other family members, friends at school, teachers, coaches. Some of these relationships are simply friendships, and others are perhaps romantic. Whoa! Mm. Oh, wow. yikes! Nope. Unfortunately, yeah, on that one. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, teens will also inevitably encounter. Difficult relationships and difficult friendships, and so true. Mm, maybe yeah. they feel wronged by someone. Maybe someone doesn't like them, and they can't figure out why. Or any um, any number of these things can lead to a difficult relationship. So today, we're going to think through navigating those difficult relationships with our teens, and what we can say, what we can do, uh, can we do anything, uh, and just some things to remember. So uh, let's get started. So, so the, the point really being we how to pick our kids' friends. For yes. yes. Right yeah. Okay, all right. Just making sure <laughs> we're on the same page. Wouldn't that make life easier? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's going to be awesome. Well, I think it's a struggle for any parent to watch their child trying to navigate something difficult, especially mm-hmm. when we want to be able to step in and fix oh, things man. for them or be able to, to, to be the one in pain instead of them. But as parents, what we're trying to do is prepare them to be adults. And so um, just some things that you can talk through with them, some questions maybe to get them thinking. Um, One is, are you safe? You Mm. know, are you feeling threatened? Um, Are you, are you having feelings of anxiety? Are there things that that you're physically experiencing in response to this difficult relationship? Mm. And, you know, we want to protect our child's safety. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, that, that question can help you know, like, do I need to be having conversations with teachers or school administrators, or are there things that we need to change to make sure that my child is safe? Right. And that may not be something that they'd come out and just tell you mm-hmm. without some prompting. Um, so I think that's always a good place to start. Mm. Uh, but also, sometimes there are difficult people, uh, but sometimes there's just difficult situations, just conflicts that you need help working through. And biblically, we know that there are Um, really clear examples of what to do when you're having conflicts with fellow believers. And a lot of those things, I think, could be applied um, to Christian friends and non-Christian friends. Um, But one is considering your own heart, right? Um, Considering how you yourself have responded to the situation, which you may have done to cause it, but also like thinking about them and the context of who they are. You know, have you considered their perspective in this conflict? So have you thought about what's going on in their own life that might cause them to say or do these things? Have you thought about um, what's going on in their family? What's going on at school? Are they feeling hurt? Are they feeling left out? Mm-hmm. Um, and is that kind of directing some of the, the actions that they are taking? And we all know that <laughs> nobody is perfect. And so mm-hmm. when we think about situations from someone else's point of view, we know that, uh, you know, Everyone can be a little wrong 
sometimes. Uh, and so when we understand that, we know that even if they're wrong, it can be easier to work towards a resolution when we understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, I, and I, can I jump in? Yeah. I think that's one of those places we continue to find, again, as I keep saying, like we're navigating this thing as parents now mm-hmm. in ways we never have. So it feels like we're, we're seeing this side of it more than we ever have, particularly at this age. And so often, I think that's so important, Chelsea, because that's what we found. That's our experience, mm-hmm. is that when something's off, something's weird, it's like, well, okay, something is going on here, mm-hmm. you know, because this is just out of character. You know, and there are times friendships just change over mm-hmm. time, but there's also those times when, when something's happened and, there, and there's conflict or there's just kind of a, a rub in the relationship that's just not what it has been, and that's... Where at times like, wait, there has to be something else going on. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think it's a really good thing that, that we've got to step back and, and think through oftentimes, or at least ask those questions. Yeah. And, you know, also I think it can be really, really easy to be hurt by something or to, um, to feel wronged in some way, but to never address it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe one of those things we too, we were talking through our students with is, you know, how have you brought this up with them? Have yeah. you directly brought mm-hmm. this to them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In scripture, uh, that burden to tell someone uh, you're sorry, but also to tell them that you're feeling hurt and that you've yeah. been wrong, both of those things fall on you, mm-hmm. uh, which is difficult if you uh, are feeling <laughs> a little introverted or non-confrontational, but yeah. that is how we work through conflict. And it's so fair. coaching our children on how to bring things up, even when it's hard to say, yeah. will help them know as adults how to deal with healthy conflict too. That's right. And I think that's that's been our practice through the years in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. It's when students come to us, it's typically that first question, okay, have you talked to them about this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the time it's no. And so usually, again, <laughs> that's just that, because scripturally we want right. to point them back to that biblical model that we have to, they, they need to engage that. And part of that's just us helping some of that, coaching them, encouraging them, but because we're trying to help them mm-hmm. for one to follow the biblical model, but it's just such a healthy way to handle things and they need to learn that. So we, we just have to help guide them towards that oftentimes. And sometimes just that encouragement to jump in there that's so important for a a student. Hmm. Yeah. And listen, we know that that doesn't always fix everything, that that offending parties are not always repentant, and that other people don't always see things as having been wrong, or they don't, uh, they or they may keep repeating things that are hurtful. And so kind of a hard thing is to say, you know, we just we can't always be friends with everyone mm-hmm. or sometimes friends are here for a season that's right and that's hard to hear um <laughs> but mm-hmm. the truth is if we're trying to please everybody if we're trying to be if we're trying to be everything for all people um it's just not going to happen we yeah, can't do that <laughs> we can only be ourselves mm-hmm. we can only walk in in what christ has called us to and so uh that's an important truth to understand is just that you're not going to be everybody's friend mm-hmm. all the time and so just because you're not friends with them doesn't mean that you can't treat them well, that you can't be Certainly. friendly towards them, um, that you can't continue to uh, have a good attitude and relationship when you're in shared spaces, in the same classes, whatever it might be. Just because you're not friends anymore doesn't mean you need to um, talk about them with your other friends mm-hmm. or um, take action against them in some way or... Uh, I don't know. We talked about social media before about how you can really 
turn the public against someone. Absolutely. And wow. So yeah. just because you're not friends with someone doesn't mean any of that is necessary. The things can still remain good without mm-hmm. having close, trusting relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing we, we continue to tell our kids is you also, everyone can't be your best friend. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's part of that that just, you know, <laughs> and when our kids are younger, especially if they're in one classroom for the year, you know, those kids oftentimes become their closest friends for yeah. that season. Well, then as they grow older and even just as the classrooms change, it just begins to look so different. Interests change. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And so, yeah, you get to middle school and suddenly they're, you know, they're in sports and they're doing choir, they're in band, they're in theater, or mm-hmm. whatever. And so those things are continuing to shift. And I think sometimes that's a challenge for our students is they feel like, wait, what happened to these friends? And that's right. hard for them to see. And and then, you know, then it just happens on both sides. And some yeah. of that just realizing friendships are going to change. And, mm-hmm. and we've got to be able to be okay with that as parents as well and sometimes that's a hard thing but you know yeah and sometimes because we've become friends with the other parent and uh. so, so that's that reminder like that doesn't necessarily change that and our friendships aren't dependent upon our kids friendships but sometimes that's tough and I think at times parents really want to push their students to try to work harder in a relationship when mm. it's, it's just you know yeah. things have changed and that's mm-hmm. okay I think we have to be okay with that as well. Psychology shows that as uh, as children grow into teenagers, their friendships are m- much more likely to be based on interest than they are proximity. Yep. And so that means like neighborhood friends or cousins that they're spending time with or whatever it might be, a classroom, <laughs> the people they sit yeah. with in class, it's less likely to be that and more likely to be the teammates and the, mm-hmm. um, you know, people in, that, that are your partner in choir or whatever it is. Yeah. So. It's tough, wow. but it really is part of growing up. It is, it is. yeah, and part of what we've got to navigate with her. I remember I had a good friend, Hayden Little, when we were so Hayden, in, if you're listening, we, yeah, Hayden, <laughs> if you're listening, he decided to play football earlier than I did when before I got into football, and I felt so betrayed because mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, but that's like just those different interests really do end up like defining who you hang out with, and that's yeah, fine. There's is. nothing wrong with that, right? So. Uh, as we we've talked about some things that you can say what about stuff we can do yeah i i think you know several things stand out i think part of that is just there are going to be times and i think part of this just like our kids have to learn to navigate the relationship i think we do as parents as well Mm. of trying to navigate when do you step in not really step into the relationship but sometimes you just need to reach out maybe to the other parent Mm -hmm. and 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 there have been those places, like I mentioned earlier, when something's going on and when we've reached out to a parent and just said, hey, you know, um, is everything good? Like something just feels weird between our kids. And so, like, is everything okay? Is there anything, you know, that maybe you could help us just kind of understand? And that's where we've come to discover, mm-hmm. okay, this has happened. Or, And for us, one of the situations, I think back to a grandparent who is sick and dying, well, the student, the friend never said that, you know, that yeah. was just something they were keeping very personal, but, you know, it was obviously affecting them. And so there are times where I think it's okay, like we need to talk to the other parents and, and, and again, not being like a proxy for our team, but just a fuller perspective often helps us navigate conversations with our kids and helps just to offer some context sometimes to just the things that are going on in, in our students' lives and in the relationships, you know, that our kids have. Yeah. I think another thing we've 
uh, just worked out. I've heard this for years. I've told parents this for years, talked to students about this for years, but give your kids an out. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things as, um, as our kids... We've talked about that on this podcast That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about code words, things like that. And I do think that's important. And, and we had this conversation just a few weeks ago with, with our son that, hey, something happens, something comes up. Part of it, I always tell um, our oldest, because he's the only one who has a phone, if you need me, call me. And uh, like I, I, told, I told him this morning when I dropped him off of school, I said, hey, I'm probably not going to answer every time that my phone rings today, but I'll answer when you call. And so if you need me, you call me. Um, but just make sure they have an out. And part of that, again, is that code. Like we have a code word. We also have a um, just a, an emoji that he knows he can use that it's the picture kind of at the image of that word. Yeah. And so he sends that. We call and we say, hey, something's come up. Is we have it, to, we is have to it, get you. Is it the poop emoji? It is not. <laughs> it's, it's not. That's not it. Um, so close. No, not really. Um, but, you know, our, our deal is he knows we're going to say, hey, something's come up and we need to come get you. You need to come home which is not a lie. Something has come up. We have no earthly idea what that is probably, yeah. <laughs> but something has come up and we really do need to get him. And, um, and so I just still think that's a really important thing in realizing, you know, where you may, your child may go to somebody's home or go hang out with some friends or do something and, and that relationship has changed or mm-hmm. there's challenge or there's conflict or mm-hmm. something going on. And they really, at some point, at some level, not necessarily physically feel unsafe, but there just may be a place there, even emotionally, they just don't feel like that's a safe spot. That's mm-hmm. a challenging situation. And for them, they feel like at that point, the best thing is for them to step out of that. So yeah. we always need to give them out and, and protect that and and just let them know, like, you know, a, a part of that's just affirming that and sometimes just simply reminding them. Uh, we reminded our son just a few weeks ago about that very thing. Remember, mm-hmm. if something happens, you feel like you need to come home and and let's be honest, at, at his age, we're looking at that thinking some of that just may be like if he gets homesick, mm-hmm. you know, because he's not spent the night with more than a couple of people. And so it's just different. Another yeah. thing, don't be a helicopter parent. Oh, please. Oh, no. man. There are so many great stories I could tell that I won't. But um, remember, part of this is just important that your student, your teenager figures out um, this out kind of on their own. Like they've got to work through this. They've got to walk through things. And mm-hmm. so we can't always jump in and try to fix things or get ahead of things for them. Man. Like I really do think it's important. We give them the space to push into it and to be behind them, to be encouraging and to help them. Mm-hmm. And some of that is of trying to figure out where is the right space for us to step in. But but mm-hmm. we can't fight their battles. You know, well, it's we just can't a, do that. an important part of development. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, some of that we talk about beginning with the end in mind. Like yeah. we have to think about who we're raising. We're not raising kids. We're mm-hmm. trying to raise godly men and women. And so part of that is allowing them at mm-hmm. times to work through the pain and the struggle of having to do things, you know, that are difficult. I, I, you know, it's not a parenting story, but 14 years ago, uh, last week, actually, uh, when we were about to come here to this church, and my exit from from my prior, um, you know, position was a challenging one, and and things did not, uh, I didn't have the opportunity to to let people know that I was leaving in the way I wanted to, or at least my staff. Like, it's a really weird situation, but yeah. I'll remember our pastor calling me and saying, "Listen, this is your story to tell. 
like this is your journey to walk. This is Dr. Wiles. Um, and he said, but if this and this happens, like I want to step in to protect you and to help you get here as you're coming here. Mm. And mm. and I thought, man, what a, what a, and it was a super encouraging thing to me yeah. as a like a 33-year-old man to wow. hear that. But I'll tell you, I've taken that exact same and same thing and said that to my kids at times. Like, you've got to walk this journey, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there may be times where I do need to step in, but we just have to help them, like you said, Tanner, just develop. But we've got to remind them, like, this is your journey. Mm-hmm. We're going to coach you. We're going to help you. And sometimes that's even talking to teachers, you know? Like, there are times we email the teacher, we talk to the teacher, but we keep having to say to our, our children, like, you have to go talk to your teacher because mm-hmm. we want them to to do that. We can't just run interference for them all the time either. Yeah. So mm. um, a couple other things, encourage positive relationships. Just in context early on, um, again, I think just the whole engagement in your church is so very important. Take your kids to church, encourage them to hang out with friends and families, you know, especially even early. You know, yeah. you if you're in a church for a long time and you're in a community for a long period of time, that's much easier. If, mm-hmm. you know, you pick up, you move, maybe when you've got kids or teens, that's a little more difficult. But part of that is, you know, oftentimes at least we realize or, or can trust that, that many times uh, the families that we're going to be in church with are just come from a similar place that we do. And so oftentimes there's just a safety in that. Don't just trust that, obviously, and just let them go willy-nilly. But um, a part of that is just helping those relationships and, and then partnering with positive adult influencers in your student's life. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, like it, it really does take a, take a village. <laughs> yep. And part of that is we've talked about before. Your village people. That That is, yeah, your village people. I like that. Hey, let's do that. <laughs> um, but we've talked about maybe one of the first podcasts, talking about building that network of people around our, our students. And sometimes that is leaning into youth workers and Bible study leaders or discipleship leaders or whatever that case may be, mm-hmm. uh, but partnering with parents to help influence and encourage that. And then last, I would just say you've got to be a safe place, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things Reggie Joyner said, like if you've got students who are in middle school, you have to, as a parent, you have to perfect the art of not freaking out. Mm. And, and that's part of that safety. Like when you, if your kids are going to be able to be vulnerable and be honest with you, when they open their mouth and tell you something that doesn't land well, you just got to be careful not to freak out. And sometimes that's, you know, we joke that my wife uh, does not have a great poker face. And yeah. so you can read her really well. And so she is is getting way better. She's doing a great job at that. But sometimes that's just, you know, maybe it's holding your breath and biting your tongue and just like, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, how are we going to mm-hmm. handle this? And then walk out of the room. You can freak out, you know go to the bedroom, close the door. But some of that's just, you've got to be a safe place. And part Mm -hmm. of that's just listening to what your student has to say, like really intently listen. And and sometimes reminding ourselves, like you're doing so many other situations, don't just prepare what you're going to say or your response. You really do have to listen to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But but you've got to position yourself as someone that they can trust and they can confide in. And and just like they've got to earn and maintain trust uh, for you, you've got to do the same thing as a parent. Mm-hmm. And so we have to continue to honor the confidence. You know, I'm thinking of a story y'all probably remember uh, earlier this semester where I immediately, like, said, Case, and I won't do this. And just without even thinking, in essence, did what I said I wouldn't do. And he Whoops. caught me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. It was terrible. It was terrible. Um, and so I've had to work to just – 
rebuild some trust in that area. And it was a simple kind of thing, but sure. at the same time, it was, mm-hmm. I violated his trust really mm-hmm. in doing that. So you want your student to know like that you are someone they can come to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you've got to be careful. And if there are things you say, Hey, I'm not going to say this to anyone, you know, like, like in our situation, um, as we're leading students, you know, sometimes you have students, hey, hey, I want to tell you something you can't tell anyone. And we always have to kind of give that default of, hey, there are some things I can't not share. Yeah. And so, you right. know, there, right. there are things kind of like that with your kids at times. There's things I've, I've said, like, I can't keep everything from your mom. Right. You Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, there's just some things your mom is going to have to know. And so, uh, but I want them to know that. Part of that is even going to her. And there have been times it's been, hey, I'm going to tell you this but I need you to not want to freak out. Or honestly, you may just not even want to bring this up to him, but Mm -hmm. I just need you to know it. And so right now he feels comfortable talking to me about this situation. So let's help me with that. And there are times where, you know, our kids, you know, if if you've got, you know, mom and dad both at home, um, you know, sometimes there's just times where they're going to be, more open one parent and it really depends on the subject that's mm-hmm. true and so sometimes we just got to be prepared to be okay if you know they're talking to the other parent and and don't get your feelings hurt you know no. about that it's just mm-hmm. it's just part of reality <laughs> and embrace it and rejoice in it that they're willing to talk to one of you mm-hmm. even if it's not you it's certainly a blessing you know it, it is mm-hmm. and so and i'm grateful because there's so many things that my kids want to talk to their mom about uh, most things they want to talk to their mom about not me but I'm just grateful to God that they have that kind of relationship. She, she's fostered that kind of relationship. That mm-hmm. they just know they're safe with her. So yeah. I want to do the same. But. I know that uh, for a lot of our moms, the ones that I talk to, <laughs> it can be a real struggle for those those mama bear instincts. If your child mm-hmm. says, like, this has happened with someone else or they're making me feel this way or they've done this to me, they're like, where are they? Yeah, I will find yeah. them right now. Taking them down. And I don't care who's around. Like, <laughs> I will go to jail for you, you know? And that is a, that's a tough urge to fight. But yeah. I think part of that being a safe person mm. is uh, not taking off with a baseball bat when you want to. And yeah. instead yeah. listening and <laughs> helping them work through it, mm. like we've talked about. But that is I mean, word. even with my toddler, you know, she, she came home one day with like a black eye. And I said, who did this? I will go find him. Taking I don't that care. Two-year-old out. I will. <laughs> yes. I feel like the whole youth staff feels that way about Lucy, though. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. We got her back. Yeah. yeah, we got you covered, girl. <laughs> but I did not beat up a toddler. Don't worry. Yeah, that's a good news. <laughs> the, and we well, can that's confirm a good caveat that. To yeah. Throw yeah, just in case you're wondering about your safety around Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, oh, her kids are safe. But that's such a good word because yeah. certainly, surely, like that, we should. You know, mm-hmm. we should that that should stir something in us when our kids hurt, and but we just can't always step in. And the mm-hmm. older they get, you know, we, we've got to try to be the guardrails. And 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 there are times where they get so far to the edge of the road, we have to step in and provide the boundary and protect them. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, it's it's we're on the sidelines being the cheerleader, helping them just grow to be great men and women. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's tough to do sometimes, and so. And probably the older they get, as our relational influence grows and our positional influence and authority kind of diminishes in their life, um, our relational influence has to continue to grow. We've got to keep working on that. And without that, we're really going to struggle. But we got to lean into that because it's not just because we're mom and dad anymore. We've got to work on the relational side to protect mm. that. So, mm-hmm. 
And I really appreciate y'all's perspectives on these things. A couple things I, I want everybody to remember. Um, first, uh, kids watch you. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you are walking through your own difficult relationships, your teen is watching. That's exactly right. And they're watching your example. And uh, it's okay to bring them into the fold and talk about it. Mm. Um, it's okay to talk about the difficult relationships you've had and make that a lesson for your teen. But also, when you're navigating that yourself, um, remember that uh, the, your teens are many use. <laughs> and oh. the, the, uh, oh, if you, if you uh, do some pretty poor conflict resolution, um, that might uh, impact them. Yeah. So uh, just be weary. Um, I mean, everybody makes mistakes, obviously. And second, um, and we already talked about this a little bit, but not everybody is going to be pleased. Um, mm-hmm. You can't fix everything. Yeah. And sometimes there are uh, difficult relationships that truly – um, just don't need to be relationships anymore. And that, like we said, doesn't mean that teens need to be rude to these people. Um, That's that right. Teens need to hold a lot of contempt in their heart for these people. Um, but sometimes uh, it's just best that um, some relationships are cut off. And mm-hmm. uh, that's true for our teens. That's true for us. Uh, and it's always going to be true uh, probably until Jesus comes back. That's right. Uh, so uh, don't be afraid. If it gets to that, to just tell your teen, maybe you shouldn't be friends with this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, Can I throw something in there please? at that earlier point to Tanner? I think part of that, our students have to see us walk through things. I think we also have to manage how much of the, <laughs> I'll use it, the, the gory details do we share. Mm. You know, and there are times I think, and I would say this, I think particularly when it comes to, you know, there's going to be challenges within families. And so, you know, kind of walking through some of that right now. Yep. And, um, mm-hmm. and so realizing that just because at times we have conflict with people, we want to, we want to be careful we navigate and don't influence uh, unnecessarily the relationships our kids have with other folks. Because there are going to be times where it's, you know, it's easier for our kids to navigate and sometimes with family than it is for us because we're having to deal with adult things and and they're, and they're not and so right. sometimes protecting that and and uh, and there are times they need to see it but they just don't have to hear it all and so some of that I think is just always remembering trying to protect our kids as best we can while also allowing them to see they need to know that we deal with conflict too mm. you know and we're all going to bring into like like each of us has how we resolved or dealt with conflict in our in our household growing up yeah. our our family situation often you know we bring that into our homes and so um, some of that is navigating sometimes we have to relearn as families and as parents to navigate things well because maybe how our family growing up did it um, our family of origin didn't handle it very well that doesn't mean we have to yeah. and so so but but our our instinct oftentimes is to go back to what we saw growing mm-hmm. up and so mm-hmm. A part of that is sometimes, you know, as we try to create new realities and new futures that look different from our own raising, uh, we've just got to be very intentional and, and just thoughtful. And just sometimes that's navigating with other people. And sometimes that's with counselors and that's with therapists or that's with pastors or that's from reading good books and finding good resources to help mm-hmm. us learn to do things in a way so that our kids don't have to experience and see it and learn it the way we did. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's healthy. Sometimes it was not. And so we want to, again, shape 
and help guide our kids so that they have healthy homes when they're raising their kids one of these days. Mm. So. I love that. Well, thank y'all for uh, talking, giving y'all's perspectives. Do y'all have any resources? Yes. Okay. So I, I have one that that then could be many. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's the book Boundaries: When to Say Yes, When to Say No to Take Control of Your Life. And so this is by John Townsend and Henry Cloud, and mm, it's excellent. But there's many variations of it as well. There's boundaries with kids, boundaries in marriage, boundaries at work, um, all kinds stuff there and Mm -hmm. some workbooks that you can go there's one with teens boundaries with teens um and i i really enjoyed those because i think that it's beneficial to our relationships but also they have another one called safe people um by those two Mm. authors that's about it says how to find relationships that are good for you and avoid those that aren't and so i think together those are just really helpful for setting yourself up for healthy relationships and also maintaining them Um, yeah yeah Mm. I've got one, a book, um, man, I pulled off the shelf today because I haven't looked at it in several years. It's Families Where Grace is in Place. Um, it's by Jeff Van Vonderen. Um, great book. Uh, and there's part of it, it, it deals with a lot of things in the family, but there is, there's some specific chapters, things that deal with relationships um, within the family and outside of the family. I think they're really good. And, and again, that's one of those, kind of like Chelsea said, there's a lot of good stuff in that. Um, and again, like most books, I would say don't agree with everything in it, but there's certainly some great, um, great resource. I think it's a great resource mm-hmm. that it's worth taking a look at. Mm-hmm. I found this book, The Teenage Brain, so a neuro- neuroscientist's survival guide to raising adolescents and young adults. Uh, it's by Francis E. Jensen, uh, who's a doctor, uh, with Amy Ellis Nutt. Um, and uh, I just thought it was a good resource, just kind of uh, similar to a resource I said a few weeks ago, Meet Generation Z, just navigating uh, some of the thoughts that our teens have um, and just giving a little more context for it all I thought was helpful. But, uh, mm. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for good. listening, everyone. We, we want to prepare teens to participate in healthy relationships. That's right. Uh, but we also need to prepare teens to navigate the difficult relationships that they will inevitably encounter. I think we can all speak to that here. Mm-hmm. I've had yeah. plenty of difficult relationships. So listen, we know it can be hard, and uh, you aren't alone in this. It certainly, certainly takes a village. It does. Right. Thank you guys so much Thank for listening. You. Hey, we'll thanks for listening. Time. Bye. Bye.